inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. <laughs> Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. These are the droids you are looking for. You're in the right place at the right time for some change. There's a great book out there in NLP. I think it's Leslie Bandler wrote it. it. says, change your mind and keep the change. And that's what we're here for at Like It Matters Radio. Live in life. Like it matters. And boy, uh, I am pumped, pumped, pumped. I don't know about you, but the last two weeks of my life have been phenomenal. Uh, And they have been phenomenal because I have got to be a conduit. I love that word conduit. Uh, The purpose of a conduit is uh, solely to move something from point A to point B. So two weeks ago, I was in Sturgis, uh, South Dakota for the 81st annual uh, motorcycle uh, rally. That was my sixth year in a row with a group called FreeBikeWash.org. Love it, love it, love it. And uh, we led somewhere between 80 to 100 people into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, And then I get back four days before I have to start uh, Leadership Awakening here in Dallas-Fort Worth in the Metroplex with Team 226. Eight individuals, seven men and one woman, uh, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, did they change their mind and keep the change. And and that's what we're going to talk about today. Today we're really going to talk about change, although I did put an interesting title on today's show. It's called Boiling Frogs or Camel's Nose, because I, I'm going to suggest something to you today. That there are two ways to change, and I'm going to give you two, two ways to change. Yeah, that's what I said. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. So if uh, Jen Psaki uh, can stand up and represent the President of the United States and tell you that nobody's really stranded in Afghanistan, that uh, everybody that wants to get out can, if she can tell you that and you'll believe that, then I can tell you that I'm going to give you two ways to change, but I'm going to give it to you twice. And then I'm going to have you consider that there are eight things, that's what I said, eight things that all of us might want to consider changing. And I'm not going to talk about the president, although we should all consider that. I'm not going to talk about our country. I'm not going to talk about your underwear or your socks. But I am going to suggest that there are eight things that we all should change. And and the added bonus, the added benefit, besides getting John's uh, witty drops and my uh, incredible knowledge... Smile on my face, smile on my face. Uh, but you're also going to get a chance to hear from, <laughs> yeah, that was a joke, Sean. A uh, chance to hear from one of our graduating team members last weekend. You know, he came into my class on Thursday. I would suggest uh, not where he wanted to be, uh, less than he was capable of being. And so he made some change uh, over 48 hours of my class. And the reason I bring on these people is I want to give you some hope. I want to give you some hope. Because without hope, um, nothing really matters. 
you know, hope is always a forward direction. Uh, you know, victimhood is always about our past. And we live in a world right now that's confusing the heck out of us. We live in a country that uh, uh, looks like America. It's still called America, but it ain't America. Uh, it's been a lot of change that took place. And I'm going to suggest that they were incremental changes, small changes, and it happens in all of us. And this is what we call the camel's nose. One cold night, as an Arab sat in his tent, a camel gently thrust his nose under the flap and looked in. Master, he said, let me put my nose in your tent. It's cold and stormy out here. By all means, said the Arab, and welcome, as he turned over and went to sleep. A little later, the Arab awoke to find the camel had not only put his nose in the tent, but his head and neck also. The camel, who had been turning his head from side to side, said, I will take but little more room if I place my forelegs within the tent. It is difficult standing out here. Yes, you may put your forelegs within, said the Arab, moving a little to make room for the tent was small. Finally, the camel said, may I not stand wholly inside? I keep the tent open by standing as I do. Yes, yes, said the Arab. Come wholly inside. Perhaps it will be better for both of us. So the camel crowded in. The Arab, with difficulty in the crowded quarters again, went to sleep. When he woke up the next time, he was outside in the cold, and the camel had the tent to himself. <laughs> You know, that's uh, what a camel's nose is. You open the you open the door for a little bit for his nose, and before long, he's occupying the whole tent, and you're outside. And you might want to consider that a lot of our lives are like that. And maybe if you don't understand the camel's nose because you're not an Arab, and maybe because you're a Westerner, maybe you understand boiling frogs a little better. If you put a live frog in a pot of boiling water, uh, that stupid creature is going to jump out because it's hot. But I've been told, never done it. If you take a live frog and you put it in a lukewarm pot of water and you slowly bring it to a boil, I've heard you might want to have some garlic butter ready. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that slow incremental change. You know, one of my uh, favorite bands is called uh, a Christian band called, that's <laughs> good, John. It's called Need to Breathe. Uh, and there's a song, and it was, I think it was on the Outsider CD, one of my favorite because I'm an outsider. It's called Stones Under Rushing Water. Uh, it's a beautiful melody. It says, Why don't we dance anymore? I'm not okay with that. Why don't we laugh anymore? I'm not okay with that. The years go by like stones under rushing water. We only know when it's gone. Why don't we smile anymore? I'm not okay with that. Why don't we dance slowly anymore? I'm not okay with that. The years go by like stones under rushing water. We only know when it's gone. We only know when it's gone. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens in our relationships. That's what happens in our lives. That's what happens with our relationship with God. That's what happens with our relationship with uh, our kids. Uh, our passion can be waned and lost. And that's why you know we need to have an awareness. We get so wrapped up in the busyness of life. We get so wrapped up in the trauma and drama of going through life. We all have pains. We all have been victimized to a degree. 
Now, you hear me rail against people claiming to be victim. There's a big difference between understanding that we've all been victimized, that life ain't no fair and life is hard. That's what the good book says. And because of those two truths and because God gave us free will, um, you know, we, we can be traumatized. But there's a big difference between being traumatized. There's a big difference between being victimized. There's a big difference between some activity in your life uh, that was unfair, unjust, or improper. That's a big difference. Taking a behavior, something that someone did to you, something that something happened to you. And then what you do is you turn it into an identity where you say, I am a victim. I am cancer. I am broken. I am alcoholic. You got to be really careful of what you attach your identity. And ladies and gentlemen, as we do go through life and we have pains and hurts, a lot of us self-medicate. We turn to alcohol, we turn to drugs, we turn to promiscuity, we turn to pornography, we turn to working out the gym, we turn to eating health nuts. We, 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 we can do a lot of things to self-medicate. And because we self-medicate and we ease the pain, we numb the pain, those small incremental changes continue on. Remember, we talk about it all the time. Our comfort zone is a place where things go to die. And there's a lot of marriages comfortably going to divorce court. There's a lot of supposed people who identify as Christians comfortably going to hell. And there's a lot of people who call themselves Americans comfortably going to communism or Marxism. And so, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk about change. And there are two ways technically change. There's, uh, you can do it by slow incremental change over time that you're unaware of, or you can do it by radical, what we call threshold change, where something big, something bold, something cataclysmic happens, and that forever changes your life. Those are the two ways to change. But I'm going to suggest by the end of the show that there are eight things we all will change and should change. I am black. We'll be right back. The crisis is only deepening. Use your head, man. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about change. You know, I firmly believe that uh, change happens two ways. Uh, First of all, it can happen in slow, incremental uh, changes, almost unconscious, if you will. Uh, The boiling frogs, the camel's nose, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you should listen to the whole show, dang you. So next time, tune in at 11 o'clock, because that's when it starts. It's okay to be early, and we're done by noon. It's called an hour of power. And if you're not that committed to block off an hour of your time for something that will change your life, then I got another solution for you. After the show's over, John's pretty good. He's always on the job. He's always working, man. He, he'll he have this radio show up a uh, half hour after it's done. So you can go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. 
right after the show's over. And not only can you listen to today's show, but you can listen to yesterday's show. You can listen to last week's show. Matter of fact, I'll, John has a bevy, a plethora of shows lined up on that website that you could listen all day long and Ooh, still have therapy. more to listen to when we're all done. Yeah, there you go. Because it is. It's true therapy. You identify the lie and we replace it with the truth. Sometimes it hurts a little bit. Sometimes you might want to say amen. Sometimes you might want to say ouch. ouch. Speaking of amen and ouch, yeah, uh, we're going to go to the phone lines because we are joined by a special guest. This gentleman spent two and a half days in the world of Mr. Black. He spent two and a half days under my tutelage in a class called Leadership Awakening. Uh, you can read about it by going to likeitmatters.net. And I can guarantee you there are many times throughout the weekend he said amen, and there are many times throughout the weekend that he said ouch. Ouch. And so you don't need to hear it from my mouth. You can hear it from his mouth. So let's welcome uh, to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Micah Brown. How you doing, Brown? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Mr. Black? It's Black and Brown. You know, it sounds like we could uh, start our own line of something. I'm not sure what we That's could right. start, but it sounds like a good company name, right? So, uh, yeah, hey, is it a great day to be alive? Yeah, we get some t-shirts. Black day. and Brown. Black and Brown. That's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah. how are things going for you, brother? Uh, different. Very, very different. Yeah. Um, Isn't that amazing? Trees, oh, my gosh. Trees are greener. I, uh, air smells yep. cleaner. Uh, steps a little lighter. It's, it's an awesome yeah. thing. And, yeah, 48 hours. I mean, honestly, if I would have told you uh, before you went to class uh, all the things that you would be feeling right now, you would have never believed me, Correct. Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah. Like, come on. It's two days. Dude, what could you do in two days, right? That would be your thinking, right? What could you possibly do in two days? <laughs> yeah. No way. But uh, right? I do know there's a lot of things you can do in two days. <laughs> Yeah, now you know. Yeah, now you know, right? A lot of things. Now you and, know. and some of them are actually good. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so hey, how did you, uh, how did you, and again, you can share whatever uh, information you want. You can uh, keep hidden any information you want. So please know that, brother. It's uh, up to you what you want to share. So how did you find out about uh, Like It Matters? How did you find out about me? Uh, my future brother-in-law. So I am marrying his sister in uh, 37 days, which... To be honest, uh, we had originally planned to get married July 17th. So, um, obviously, there were things that took place, things that went down. Uh, wedding got called off. Uh, by the grace of God, we came back together. Uh, you know, we kind of made that realization, you know, we're crappy people. I think you said it. I think I love the way that you said it in class. You know, we're dirty people. We love other dirty people. I mean, that's just yep. who we are. Uh, and we realized yep. that. And so we came back together. We knew we had crap we need to fix and, and work through. And really, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, there yep. was a reason why God called that off. Yep. And I, I believe it's because I have 37 days now after going through the class where completely different mindset, completely different heart. Um, yep. Completely different life. 
Yeah, and for 48 hours, and because what we do is structural, and you know, and I've talked to actually James, uh, uh, your soon-to-be father-in-law, and I really highly recommend it. We can talk about this later, but uh, your bride-to-be, that she goes through September 2nd. I mean, I really think it would behoove both of you that if she went through uh, before, we can talk about it later, just because there's no better premarital counseling, and, and, and you're in a good place right now. We want to keep you in that good place, and the number one person uh, that could pull you back without intentionally meaning to is her. I just, I've been doing this no for doubt. 30 years and we. Yeah, we can talk about all that later, but I think it's really important, and I'm going to plant. I'm going to talk to her as well and plant that seed because, uh, you know, you guys are doing it right, though. You are dealing with this stuff before you get married, and and I've said this. There's no better premarital counseling than getting the uh, the husband and wife to be to go through my training before they get married because you know there's an element of deliverance in my training as well. You get a chance to clean up some stuff that's not serving you well. Correct? Oh my gosh, yeah. You dump some crap that you've really, I mean, it just allows you to actually let go, um, yeah. gives you that freedom. You know, a lot of the pain that we hold on is it's all self-inflicted. Yep. Yeah. It's all You know, we, other people might just, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, BS, bunch of BS. And, you know, we're only born with two natural fears. I uh, always teach people how we're made. And we the two innate fears that we were born with, in case anybody wants to know, I never tell anybody, but they say, you never tell us what they are. But we are born with two innate fears, and they are the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. And you can anybody can Google that. I know what I'm talking about. As Mr. Brown found out, I know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. So uh, the two innate fears we have are the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Is, that's why you can startle a child really easily by being too loud. And if you ever have an infant child on your hand and you kind of quickly drop your hand about a foot, you'll see its arms and legs flail out because it's a natural fear. But every other fear uh, is BS. It's belief system. It's a learned response. And, and we are conditioned. Fear is a conditioning. And, and we live in a society that conditions fear. Uh, the whole political process, there was a, there was a, um, a research done about 20 years ago from the University of Washington, I think it was, and it said that angry people vote uh, are more reliable voters. So uh, every two years, you'll notice that the parties have to get everybody agitated. You got to think the other party is going to kill your people. They're going to throw them out in the street. They're going to toss grandma over the cliff. They're going to starve little children because they got to get us angry because the angrier you are, the more likely you are to vote. That's why this last election, I always joke whether you like the guy who won or not, um, that Joe Biden's running mate was not Kamala Harris. It was fear. It was, you know, anger to get people worked up and then feel threatened where they had to do something about it. And so, but not only that, we, we pit people against each other today and, you know, white people against non-white people, people have money against people who don't have money, men against women, straight men against transgender. I mean, it's just silly. So there's a lot of anger, a lot of agitation. And, and let me ask you, when you came into my class on Thursday, did you know that you needed to change? I know I know there was the break, uh, you know, that little bump in the road with you and your fiance. Did you go in there wanting to change? Did you go in there knowing you needed to change? I mean, what was your mindset going into class? I knew I had to change. I just had no idea of how to get there. I mean, you can walk through the motions of, you know, I've spent the time going through the motions, waking up every single day, trying to pour, you know, read God's word, pour it into my heart and, and, you know, kind of let him deal with it. And it was, I think the thing that I realized was that I know God has forgiven me. Like that's, 
I know that. Yeah, but of course. I yep. hadn't forgiven myself. Uh, I couldn't yep. let go because I felt like I deserved to kind of go through that torture and go through that pain. Yeah. And, and those are interesting words. Now, some people could be listening to this saying, that makes no sense. Of course it doesn't make sense. I always tell people, we are not, we are illogical creatures. Yeah, we're analytical. Oh, don't get me wrong. We'll analyze something to death. You know, paralysis by analysis. But we are illogical creatures. You know, you got to know the human creature. And, you know, how can a child blame themselves for their parents getting divorced? Uh, how can someone who was raped blame themselves? And yet it happens all the time. It's illogical. So we are illogical creatures, but we are analytical. And yeah, we, we don't forgive ourselves. You're right. We, we know that God's forgiven us, and we hope that someone else has forgiven us, uh, but we don't forgive ourselves. You know, I, I tell a story. You know, my dad was a very brutal man. He beat on us all the time, an alcoholic, beat on us and beat on my mom. Uh, and uh, uh, at some point, uh, I, I got out of that house. And when I got out of that house at 16 years old, I went in the Army at 17. But I spent the next 30 years taking over my dad's role. So my dad was no longer physically or verbally abusing me, but now I picked up the string. I kept playing the tapes over and over. I kind of deserved it. What was wrong with me that I couldn't even get a good father? What did I ever do to you, God? I mean, we can easily go into the victim mode, and, be, and then we blame ourselves, and then we think we deserve it. And so, you know, what you said, Michael, was so great because you said uh, that you know you needed to change, but you didn't know how to change. And one thing I love about our leadership training is I tell people it's kind of like uh, a slot racetrack. And I always give the example, you know, those slot racetracks, we snap them together uh, and some of them have a loop, you know, some of them are figure eight. Uh, and then you have, you snap it together, you have this little slot that goes around the track. And then you have this metal, this car with a metal stud sticking out of the bottom. And you put that metal stud in the female slot in the track. And then you take the controller and there's only one button. There's no steering device because the car goes wherever the track is laid out. All you got to do is press the go button. And the go button brings power to the track, which makes the car move. And over the weekend, you saw me do that over and over and over i would just press thumb down like i'm holding a controller i would just say press the go button right to this day you still do it right it's a thing you do to yourself right that's right hit the nose yeah and we're getting yeah and we're getting ready to go hard break please stand the line because i want to ask you about the change that took place uh and i also want to actually ask you about some other things because you talked about walking with god and all that i want to kind of tie the loose ends i'll have you off the phone uh within 15 minutes but stay with me please we'll be back in three minutes i am black today we're talking about change and we'll be back in a few minutes Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net schedule for the next leadership awakening 
It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change. Save some of that for the sequel. Uh, who knows how good the sequel's gonna be, huh? I am black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And today, we are talking about change, because one thing that's constant in life is change. One thing we all need, yeah, we all need a little love, but let's be honest, we all need a little change, and some need lots of change. You know, as Barack Obama's uh, uh, his slogan, you know, Change, 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 change. Little did we know that that's about what we'd be left with in our pockets. A little bit of change, but, uh, you know, uh, that's what we need. We need some change, and there are two ways we change. Uh, we, we change uh, by little bits and pieces that we're unconscious of, and there's also the way we change through a threshold experience, something that's really big, really grand. September 11, 2001, a lot of people changed, uh, you know, uh, you know, June, what is it, June 7th, I think, Pearl Harbor Day, whatever the date is, uh, changed the life of people, uh, you know, yeah, D-Day, right, yeah, D-Day, uh, yeah, you got D-Day changed a lot of people's lives, you got right now, what's going on in Afghanistan changed a lot of people's lives, so those are threshold experiences, that's instant change based on something dramatic, traumatic, uh, but uh, change is change, it's just the way it happens, so today we're talking with a graduate from our last weekend from Team 226, let's welcome back Mr. Brown, again, thanks for joining us, Mike, I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. Love to be able to share. So when you're, amen, amen. So Justin's your brother-in-law. Justin's a graduate, and uh, Justin talked to your soon-to-be father-in-law, and he was willing to send you to this class. So, so when you went in class, when it started, five minutes into it, was it what you expected? What What were you thinking when the class got started? A few minutes into it, you know, Justin really he talked it up. I guess psyched me out in a way. Um, but even then it was, it was still nothing like what I was, what I was thinking about. It was, uh, the go button was pressed real fast and I, <laughs> we, yeah. we went and you either, yeah. you either committed or you didn't. Um, and I was not yep. going to be left behind and that's exactly what I knew. Amen. No, and, you, and in all all fairness, and I know your father-in-law's listening, I know Justin's listening, uh, you were one of my leaders. I select, you know, there was three of you that I picked from kind of from the beginning uh, that really pushed themselves, and you were one of them. Still didn't know what it was, but you wanted change. You knew that you were at a at a bad place, and you either changed or things were bad were going to happen. You knew that, correct? Correct. Yeah, there was. I, I came in there knowing that things needed to change or it was going to yep. get bad, like you said. And I, I've i always had this belief, and I, I tell you know those around me, especially me and Kate, um, you know, there is a big plan for me and her, um, especially yep. with just our story, apart from Leadership Awakening. Um, yep. There's a big plan in place, and we just got to, like, I know we just have to get there. And that was where I was stuck at. I could not figure out how to open myself up and let some of that weight go so that I could, you know, get there to that that plan and start becoming the man I, I really needed and am. Yep. But God do. 
God knew what you needed, and he answered that prayer uh, by sending Justin to my training and then, again, putting it in front of Justin that you need to go to my training because that's what the go button's all about. You know, for once, I told you, listen, for those of you that have been looking for something and couldn't figure it out, the good news is you don't have to figure it out anymore. You found what you're looking for. But but it's not going to make sense. All you got to do is whatever I put in front of you, just commit to. And right now it won't make sense, but by the time the class is over, it'll make sense and it works. So that's basically what I told you, correct? That's correct. Heart, body, and soul. And Amen. Heart, body, and soul. And why is that? Heart, body, and soul is 100%, ladies and gentlemen. And here's why. I always back it up with evidence. Because if I take away your heart, I take away your body, I take away your soul, what's left? And you know, nothing. It's everything you got. So at some point in the training, so you realize, even though Jay, you know Justin told you it was going to be different, going to be weird, you realize this is intense, this is real, uh, and there's no getting into it. We go from the time that door swings open until the time class is over, correct? Correct. It is zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> Yeah, it's better than any Mustang, any GTO, whatever you want to call it. My, I'm not into cars, my son is, but it goes fast, and uh, yeah, we don't get into it. Yeah, we are into it. So right. let me ask you if, you, if you had to pinpoint something right now, what do you think is the biggest benefit from that 48 hours with me? What, what's the biggest takeaway so far? The heart change, the letting go of weight that has been, you know, slowing me down, you know, burying me deep in the sand, you know, quicksand, so to speak. Uh, I feel like I'm walking on, on solid ground now, uh, and I'm looking forward instead of looking back. Uh, I've always known that I've had a heart, but, you know, over the course of life, like you said earlier, little things continue, you know, they continue to change you. And if you don't fix yep. it, they're going to continue to change you in a bad way. Uh, and so, you know, we closed that gap between head and heart, and so now the heart is leading uh, and I know that that is my strength. Uh, on top of that, I think one of the things that I've, I've really been trying to, in words, put together is, you know, in graduation, you said, all I'm doing is shining a light or shining a mirror on every single one yep. of you. And for me, I, I kind of took that a step further. It's like, because I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at myself in the mirror. The only thing is mm-hmm. I was, I would look away too fast. This class forces me to continue to look in that mirror and allows me to to dig down deep and figure out what exactly it is that's holding me back and to let go of it. And that's been free. Yeah, and and we get in a little patterns. You know, we are habitual creatures. You know, we only use three to five percent of our brain consciously, uh, which ninety-five to ninety-seven percent of our experiences at the unconscious level. And and there's something in our unconscious mind called the basal ganglia, uh, and it is the it is the habit center of the unconscious brain. And its job is to get you into patterns as quick as possible, so that you can use that part of your brain that you use consciously make you know daily decisions but the problem is that we can go numb uh, and because the pain can be so great we can self-medicate through alcohol through drugs pornography there's all kinds of ways we self-medicate and the problem is pain is a great motivator you know, uh, and, and you had said it before that you were ready for change and let me suggest that that's called rock bottom you know, uh, I, I, you've heard this saying before that an addict uh, won't change until they hit rock bottom. And people always pose to me the question, what is rock bottom? And then I tell them this, and this is what I believe rock bottom is. Rock bottom is when the pain becomes so great that you're ready to do something different. 
that you can no longer mask the pain, you can no longer numb the pain, uh, when the pain gets so great that you're ready to do something different. And the problem with um, that rock bottom is I don't believe you can really see it until you're coming out of it. I really don't believe you know it's there until you're looking at it in your rearview mirror. Uh, that's just, you know, 30 years of walking intimately with 15,000 people. We don't know until we're moving out of it that we were at rock bottom. We don't really know at the time, but I would say you were pretty close to rock bottom, that God got your attention, that said, okay, the pain, you can't self-medicate anymore. You've got to deal with the pain because one thing that's common is we all have pain. But the difference is how do we process that pain? And I learned a long time ago, and you heard it, that hurting people hurt people. Uh, And then when we add alcohol to that pain, it numbs it at the beginning. But as we keep drinking, then out comes the anger. And so now that hidden anger, that suppressed anger now comes out and now it gets ugly. And I'm sure you know some of that, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think I would want to add on to that as well. I mean, it's... Yeah, the anger just it just keeps burning and burning, and it's not the good kind of anger. It is the horrible kind no. of anger, um, and it it doesn't just affect you know your spouse. It affects your family. It affects the way that you hold yourself, the way you just see life. That anger, you're mad at everything. Um, yep. And you know, it, it's it's awesome to now have this this feeling. Um, yeah. Being going through your so class. Let me ask you. I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. No, no, you keep going. Say, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> Um, you know, I know that I believe that maybe anger is a part of me. I, I believe that mm-hmm. I'm supposed to use that anger for the right reasons. Be angry at the Amen. right time, at the right place, with the right words. You know, Aristotle, yep. you know, that quote kind of rings true. Emotional intelligence. Um, yeah, emotional yeah. intelligence. The right emotion, the right intensity at the right time for the right reason. Uh, and let me ask you, what if you had to, on a scale of 1 to 100, what do you think now that you know what you know, what do you think your anger was going before you came to my class? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 100, where do you think it was? Myself. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I believe it was Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, we do the things, mm-hmm. we want to do these things, but we continue to do the things that we don't. Yep want to do um, Amen. and that was yep. that is exactly where i was you know i'd be angry because yep. i could not figure out how to get my body and my mind you know heart body and soul to do what i wanted i saw the vision i just kept you know squirrel and i'd go off over here and then i'd yeah. lose myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up until now, up until now. Up until but your now, anger, right. I would say, yeah. And what would you say your anger is a, po- a, pro- a small portion of what it was before you went in? Yes, no? Oh, oh gosh, yes, yes. It is, it's It's. a completely different kind of anger. You know, um, I almost, you know, there was obviously there's exercises where we have to, you know, use our mind, meditate, yeah. and think about the ball of energy. You yep. said orange. But mine at first was red. Mine was red. By yep. the end of the class, it was... Anger. It it's kind of sounds funny, but uh, it almost morphed into a red and white, almost like a Pokemon ball, like a yin and yang. Ah, that's it's, cool. Yep. It's like, this is who you are, but this is also who you are. There's two parts of this. You're, you're, yep. you're pure. You're also going to be angry at the right things, and I'm going to use you for that. And there's going to be some significant impact to the people around you. Amen. Uh, that's so cool. Well, we're getting ready to go heartbreak, my friend, and uh, I'm proud of you. And, you know, I'm walking with you, and I send you wayofwarrior.blog. You get that every morning. Make sure you read that because the best thing you can do for that bride and for yourself is to get as close to Christ as possible. You know that, right, my friend? Amen. Absolutely. Amen. All right, brother. God bless you. We'll talk soon, okay? 
All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Mr. Black. All right, bye-bye. You're welcome, my friend. I am Black, and we'll be right back. This is what change looks like. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. You lack discipline. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And, uh, man, I could have had uh, Mr. Brown join me for the whole show because real change. I got to tell you, you know, most people, uh, one, don't realize that they need change. Two, when they realize they do, they don't think they can. Uh, and, and as I said before, I want to be true to my promise because I always put way more in a, a plan, way more for a radio show than I can ever get to. But I do want to make you understand that there are basically two ways to change. Uh, uh, slow incremental change, you know, that where we uh, we don't mean to change. You know, it's what Jesus said to the church of Ephesus in, uh, uh, what is it, Revelations 2 or Revelations 3. He says, I have this one thing against you. You've uh, forgotten your first love. You left your first love. You, you've let the, the things of life get involved. I mean, that's the story, Luke 10, on the, um, uh, the uh, you know, the uh, Good Samaritan. You know, when the guy's beat up in the ditch and the Levite walks by, which is the tribe of priests, and a priest walks by, and, and they're all too busy doing God's work to help the person. They they don't realize they we, we lost our first love. We're, we're so wrapped up in works now that we forgot the relationship. We're so wrapped up in being good enough for God that we've forgotten that we can't be good enough for God. And the second reason why we change is threshold experience. You know, some massive, you know, September 11, 2001, you know, for me, when I, I was in the Army at 17 years old, graduated boot camp, uh, went to AIT, and while I was in between boot camp, I was only 17, uh, not 18 yet. I was getting ready to turn 18. I'm waiting for my AIT to start, and they always put the, the Domino's Pizza right next to uh, military bases. And so I'm with a group of people. I'm getting ready for my AIT, just finished boot camp, uh, and they ordered pizza, and then uh, they had Jim Beam. So I ordered Hydra 8. Uh, um, pizza it was everything pizza with olives and all that on there and Jim Beam and Coke and the last thing I remember is crawling to a toilet uh, and worshipping the porcelain god and uh, olives black olives all over the bathroom floor and you know why I bring that up because it was a threshold experience from that day forward I can't even smell Jim Beam 
Uh, oh my gosh, just the smell of whiskey uh, makes me a little uncomfortable. I do not do whiskey of any si- sort. I don't because that was a threshold experience. It was such a traumatic experience. The smell, the taste, I've never had Jim Beam since that day at 17 years old. Uh, and that was, what, 38 years ago. That's a big anchor. And so, in other words, there are ways we change that are unconscious and conscious. But I do want to give you a commitment that I made because I think there are eight things that we all might want to consider changing. Uh, And you hear about them all the time, and I want to go through these somewhat quick. First of all, we need to change our hearts. You know, the Bible says our hearts are wicked uh, beyond repair. I mean, think about this. Genesis 1-1 is in the beginning God created. And Genesis 6-6, just five chapters later, is God repented from creating man. That everything that comes out of the mind of man is wicked. Uh, Jeremiah was told that the heart is wicked beyond repair. Uh, Jesus Christ even said that he knows man. He's not impressed with man. When he walked this planet, he said, who is man? Who cares what man thinks about me? I know man's heart. Uh, You know, so we got to change our heart because we have flesh. And the flesh wants what the flesh wants. And we get self-righteous. You know, we look at a bitter world. I mean, come on. People were programmed to hate Donald Trump. I mean, 24-7 news trashing him, calling him a spy. And so, uh, hated mean tweets. Then they elect this guy who's destroying this country who's getting people killed daily, who's there's a crisis on the southern border. They're letting COVID-infected uh, people come here. They're going to mandate Americans get a shot. Not a joke. But, but all these, yeah, but all these illegal immigrants, they don't need to get a shot. Why, why would a president mandate all Americans get shots, but all these people, 200000 a month, he's letting in this country, shipping all over, but they don't need to get a vaccine? Anybody ask that question? And then we got the mess in Kabul, where Christians are being slaughtered and raped and beheaded, uh, and we're not there to help them. So we need to change our hearts, ladies and gentlemen. Number two, we need to change our minds because the mind runs the body. The battle's in the mind. There are so many things in the good book that tells us that we need to control our minds, transform your thinking, do not conform to the thinking of this world. Uh, hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Focus only on those things that are good and pure. Guard your heart for all the issues of life stem from it. We got to change our mind. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And a lot of uh, the a lot of things that are going on are going out the unconscious level because they've been programmed and you got to deal with it which brings us to the third thing we all might want to consider changing in our bs they're called belief systems everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system and yet a majority of our belief systems are in place by the time we're six years old that's what dr adler says by the time a child is six years old a majority of their map of reality is in place and we constructed belief systems that got us through survival of a bad childhood or survival in the terrible teens or survival in the young adult. The problem is we're not in that war anymore. It's like after World War II, uh, Japan uh, had uh, dumped a lot of soldiers on the Philippines islands when they controlled it. And after the war was over, one of these islands still had a Japanese soldier on it. And I'm not going to go through the whole story about the Japanese soldier, but they finally wound up getting this Japanese soldier off the island 20 years after the war was over. He was still fighting the war. And when the the Japanese uh, brought him back to uh, Japan, they made him a national hero, and they said these words to him. 
<laughs> well done, soldier. But the war's over. Little John Belushi always puts a smile on my face. Well done, soldier. But the war is over. And we're still fighting a war that we're not in anymore. And that's what our belief systems are. Number four, we want to change our schedule. We got to change our schedule. Because a lot of people are on their own schedule, and yet God has great plans for us. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope in the future. For you are God's workmanship. Uh, you are his masterpiece. And he has created good works for you in advance to walk through. Don't you hear it? But so many people are on their schedule. That's what the whole uh, good, good Samaritan thing's about uh, in Luke 10. Right. Uh, The Levites were on their own schedule. The priests were on their own schedule and they couldn't help someone who God put in front of them who was beaten up and ready to die. It was the 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 other guy who nobody liked who changed his schedule so that he could help the you know the Samaritan who the Jews hated they called them half breeds they were they were mixed with the Syrians uh, and Jews and they weren't pure like they were supposed to be so they hated them but yet it was the one that they hated who changed his schedule to took care of the the man who was beaten down by robbers we got to change our focus. You know, the good Lord put the eyes on the front of our face. So we move in the direction that we're looking, and we look in the direction that we're moving. And so we need to change a focus. A lot of people focus on what they don't like. A lot of people focus on being a victim. We have a country that's focused on your past. And by the way, you can tell the Antichrist is involved because the devil's the accuser of the brethren. And the devil always wants to remind you of your past. I mean, look at America, the 1619 Project, 1776. We're wrapped up in what happened in 1812, what happened in 1921, what happened 52 that's years ago, what happened 37 mic. years ago. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You're right, Trump. It's ridiculous. And, you know, God's always focused on new beginnings. God's always about hope. It's called the good news for a reason. So there's hope. We have to be prepared to share the good news that we have, the hope that we have. And hope is always a forward focus. We've got to change our habits. Some of us are habitually numb. Some of us are habitually late. Some of us are habitually uh, liars. Uh, Let's be honest. And we need to change our habits because that's how we're judged when it's all said and done. Not a joke. We need to change our perspective. You know, when you change your position, you change your perspective. And one thing that people get in Leadership Awakening at likeitmatters.net is they get a change of perspective. And once you change your perspective, everything changes. And I'm going to tell you, lastly, we need to change our operating system. There are two operating systems. Just like in the computer world, you have an Apple operating system, right? And you have a DOS operating or a Microsoft operating system. And I'm going to tell you there are two operating systems in the world. One is FOS and one is GOS. Flesh operating system is the one, and God operating system is the other. And the flesh operating system doesn't want to forgive. The flesh operating system wants to make it all about themselves. The flesh operating system wants what they want. And we don't, the flesh operating system doesn't humble itself. But the GOS, the God operating system, lets us know that we're broken. The God operating system lets us know that we need a savior. The God operating system tells us to sacrifice and put others before ourselves. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to change and you want to keep the change, if you want more today than you had yesterday, more tomorrow than today, if you are truly committed to be a leader under construction, then you need to go to likeitmatters.net. And for an hour a day, an hour of power, you need to be on this same network listening to this radio show because you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. My mind is a raging torrent. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters. Like It Matters.